What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. The Golf Show with Brian Katrick. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives. And Mike Ball. I really am rugged with him. It's early Sunday morning. Sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at seven. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh Lord. Big match coming up, I'm gonna be needing a caddy. What am I gonna do? Why don't you try him a little left? And why don't you try back up? Give me just a little room. Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. You know, you don't deserve any credit hitting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with my swing. I'm catching on the ball, right? Moving my head. I'm laying it off. Well, that too. I'm proning. When you're not shooting me, I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing feels like an unfolded lawn chair. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. Save me from those double bogey blues. Gunga, galunga. And we welcome you to the program. It's a happy Sunday morning to you. We are live from Fairway Social in Alpharetta. First appearance here. A golf uh, facility just opened a couple days ago. Ollie Dean, Derek Thomas, I'm Brian Catrick. Derek Thomas does not get to come anywhere cool with us, so he's back at the mothership. Ollie, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me again. And uh, a very cool venue. First time I've ever been here. I already lost two lunches on Mike Riley's putting green, so I'm going to get one of them back from him, I think, before the end of the day is over. He's got a, he's, there's a putting course behind the facility here at Ferry Social. Uh, Neil Freeman's going to come over and tell us all about it here in a little bit. But before we cuss Mike Riley's putting course... Uh, Mike Riley, noted golf course designer, designer to the stars, is with us. He's also a golf aficionado, a good player in his own right. Uh, we just laughed and chuckled and talked trash and had a blast back there on your putting course. You're a genius. Oh, I, I don't know about that, but I'm glad to hear that you guys had a great time. It's, uh, it was a lot of fun to build and come up with the ideas out there, so I'm glad that everybody's enjoying it. Oh, yes. And thanks uh, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Well, we're you. glad to have you on. And uh, you, you watched the PGA Championship last week. I did, yeah, I caught it bits and pieces of it. It was just a phenomenal story. I mean, you know, we are all probably hoping that he was going to hang on and and to think, then to see that he did, because I think a lot of people thought, like, eventually 
he might run out of gas there at the end. But there he, were he some strong. people that thought he might run out of gas at the end, Mike. I, I think I heard somebody who Mike. almost guaranteed a victory Mike. last week. <laughs> there might have. Oh. There, I congratulate. I've never been happier <laughs> to be so wrong in my life. And that's that's a guy that's been married for 24 years. <laughs> I've never been so happy to be wrong as I was last week. Uh, for those who missed it, uh, apparently, according to the Twitter, nobody missed it. Uh, I declared Brooks Kepka the winner of the PGA Championship. Said he won it on Saturday when he bogeyed 18. Not only won. Mad. You said he won by five shots. Multiple Who shots. Yes, I would have given four or five shots. Uh, oh, and by the way, I was very confident. Would have put a significant number on it Sunday morning. Would have tripled that number after the first hole when Brooks made birdie and Phil made bogey and the lead was gone after one hole. I don't know how you lose three times your net worth, but I'd have done it Yeah, with 17 holes to go. That tournament was over. Yeah, but it wasn't over after the next hole. But apparently it wasn't over. I mean, that was the par five Brooks made double on. And the beginning of the end happened. There were five different holes on Sunday with multiple shot swings. Yep. Number two actually had a three-shot swing. The other four holes had two-shot swings. Just between Phil and Brooks, that was the most entertaining two-man show since Reed and McElroy at the Ryder Cup. It became a three-man show because, unfortunately, they weren't going forward. This wasn't Phil and Henrik at the British Open, at the extraordinarily British Open, at the Britishest Open of all the British Opens. Uh, this wasn't those two, you know, just shooting the grass off the place. They kept they kept kept coming back to the pack, and then the pack kept backing up, and all of a sudden, Padraig and Harrington get in uh, with Shane Lowry. And there are two of them, Padraig and Harrington. Uh, they get in at two under. And two unders the clubhouse lead. You're like, what, two under? Brooks was seven. What, what are we talking about? Two under? And two under was all of a sudden relevant. Uh, yeah. But very entertaining. Okay. You, I, you weren't entertained? I, I was not entertained. And for all the reasons that you described, I should have been. Um, multiple two-shot swings. But it just it felt inevitable that Phil was going to win. You didn't believe what? that anybody. You just did after the the front nine. I mean, the back nine. It was, it was kind of just watching what you knew was going to happen happen. Nobody was going to make a run. Louis was not going to make putts. Uh, Brooks Kepka looked like he was completely out of gas. Um, the only chance that you had was was Phil going to blow up, and you know it, it simply didn't happen. So no, I was not I was not entertained like I was by Rory and Reed at at the Ryder Cup. I, I just wasn't. Derek Thomas, Ollie Dean was not entertained by that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm surprised to hear that. And I felt the suspense the whole way because as uh, a noted Phil hater, I was just waiting for that duck hook coming. And I was waiting for him to miss that four-foot par put that he should make. I thought that was going to happen. And because that's what that's what Phil does. He, you know, it, when that's everything's going by, he's, he, he usually finishes second. We won't talk about that. He's, he, but but he hits a duck hook when it, when he when he's not supposed to. He misses a, a crucial four foot par putt when he's not supposed to, and th- that didn't happen on Sunday. He kept it together, and I was I was just waiting for it to happen all day, and it basically never really happened. The one time he did hit it in the water, he was able to make bogey, and 
you know, kept it together. Yeah, I think maybe the reason I wasn't on the edge of my seat was nobody was making a run at him. I mean, yeah, there were some birdies. Some people got to three. You know, Louie almost makes eagle. But nobody got within one or two shots late in the day. And so you didn't really feel like Phil was under that much pressure that he had to hit a great shot. And even when he got to 17, he could play it, you know, way left and take the water out of play. And, and he still felt like there was no way he was hitting it right in the water. And, and look, I'm happy for Phil. I think it's a great story. Um, obviously, the oldest major champion in the history of the game, but it was not the most entertaining major to me to watch. Mike Riley, I, I would you? I don't. First of all, what are you doing on? Su- are you are you available on Sunday mornings? We may need another guy. <laughs> oh, absolutely, anytime. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Ollie was off to such a good start. It was but... so good. I mean, really. <laughs> and then it just came apart. What did you think of Sunday, Mike? Oh, I thought it was fantastic. Um, I mean, I marvel at Phil hitting at the distance he's hitting it now at fifty. Um, Hit the longest drive on, of the week 16? at 16. Yeah. Too now, old. first of all, it was the only day that it played downwind. So you didn't you didn't hit it against 155 other players. But you hit it against the 70-some-odd that made the cut. And the guy you're playing paired with. That's right. So, I mean, that was phenomenal. And to me, Phil has always been unbelievable in that he could miss five cuts in a row and stand in front of the media and say i'm really close yeah and you're looking at him going i just watched you hit it in the woods all day long and how can you stand there and say i'm you really close liar. <laughs> and then he uh and then he wins the next week and you say wow he is really he close. told us that. but it's that <laughs> it's that positive thinking that those guys have on tour that they're you know they're always that close to playing really well yeah, it was hard to imagine that Phil was that close going into the PGA Championship. No, um, no, it was the same pattern. Yeah, yeah, certainly that tournament came out of the blue, um, and you know I think he's gone back to script with missing the cut this week, which is understandable after you win a major. But yeah, it was definitely a shocking win. And look, I'm not saying I wasn't appreciative of the story. I'm not saying that I don't think it's an incredible accomplishment. Um, all congratulations. It just it wasn't that dramatic to me. And, you and serious, maybe, Clark? Maybe I just didn't believe in Brooks, and maybe I didn't believe in Louie, and I just felt like, you know, Phil was going to be the last man standing, and that was pretty obvious after the front nine. Well, it wasn't like Jack in 86 who, you know, shoot a low round and come from way behind. But, I mean, to still, I think it, it's almost as impressive as to sit there with the lead and then maintain that lead because it's always harder to play and hang on to a lead than it is to come from behind and get hot and post a score so that's that's where the question the next question is because you you got the oldest major champion he wins it by two years by the way uh the oldest four before that it was julius boros at 48 phil at almost 51 wins this he holds off brooks all the multiple shot swings he was he was a shot down after the first hole where does this rank on the list of all time comeback major championship wins uh, the one nobody's going to think about, Ben Hogan, the 1950 U.S. Open, the first major after the bus wreck. He would win multiples after that, and everybody talks about his 53 season and made another run in 1960 at Cherry Hills. But still, the the first one after the bus wreck was a hell of a comeback. Uh, Tiger in 2019, hell of a comeback. Nicholas wasn't really coming back from anything in 86, but he was gone. And we had, for, you know, you'd, maybe you'd forgotten about him, maybe you hadn't. Or you didn't expect it. That that one's an all-timer to most. The Jack fans are going to leave that as number one. The Tiger fans are going to leave 19 as number one. I don't think anyone in the middle is going to put Phil's over either of those. 
everyone's going to forget about Hogan's. Where do you put this on the list of, of all-time comebacks? I know it's hard. I mean, to me, I'm still stunned. It's, it's, it's almost like you don't, I don't quite believe it happened because it was so unexpected. Is it the best one, then? These are the tough questions for Mike Riley. Ali Dean, is, this, is it the best one? No. No, I, don't, I agree with you. It's not the best. No, I think it is either going to be Tiger or Jack. Um, and I think Mike touched on it. I mean, the way Jack did it at Augusta in 86 with the amazing back nine and the amazing drama, the changes on the leaderboard that happened all day, much like what happened at Kiowa. But it was guys running up the leaderboard. It wasn't guys completely falling off the leaderboard all day. And I think that was the difference for me. So, so I think Jack in 86 is probably my number one. Tiger's definitely two. But to your point... I mean, a guy is pretty much off the radar. He's not contending at all coming into that tournament. And at almost 51 years old to become the oldest major champion, it's got to be in the discussion. And on that golf course, too. And that's why nobody was going forward. This is the hardest golf course in the country. We've got one of the country's preeminent golf course designers right here in Mike Riley. It's the hardest golf course in the country. I mean, you take Pine Valley, I'll take Keogh with a 20-mile-an-hour wind. You know, you could take any any other place that's tough, and there are a bunch of tough courses. I'll take Keogh with a 20-mile-an-hour wind. They never even got a 20-mile-an-hour wind. The the sustained winds were never above 16 miles an hour all week. Mm-hmm. They didn't even get the, into the 20s. Now, there were a couple of gusts that were into the 20s, and that's what we saw on Sunday. Imagine that place with the wind blowing. And, and it switched on them, too. So and it switched it. on them. And that's what I was going to say. If the wind hadn't switched and those finishing holes would have played into the wind as opposed to downwind, it would have raised an interesting question. But anyone that's won anything in life knows that things have to fall in your favor. And things on Sunday fell in Phil's favor. Um, Kepka was, what, four over on the par five? So I mean, that's an aberration. Um the wind changes, so the closing holes aren't playing as difficult. It's much easier for him to pull out driver and know that it's going to stay on the planet. And 17 played a heck of a lot easier than it did all week. So things fell in line. But to his credit, he's the guy that put the ball in the cup on 18 holes and walks away with a Wanamaker trophy. Yeah, this was all Brooks's fault. I mean, Brooks should have won this tournament, and Brooks, Brooks let us all down except the people that were cheering for Phil. No, and, and, and I'm kind of joking, but Phil <laughs> really did kind of back. I mean, everybody, he, he didn't take charge and win this tournament everybody just kind of fell back and even you know the guys that we you know louie and brooks we didn't expect them to play the way they played on sunday and phil played well enough yeah brooks finished two over on sunday louie is one over on sunday is that right something like that yeah yeah uh all right the scene at 18 was something else that uh, garnered a whole lot of headlines uh the crowd following up the final group that was always in the plan uh this, the way it unfolded, was not always in the plan. No, certainly. For those that missed it, uh, Brooks hit it right. Actually, Brooks hit it right of the fairway. And the plan was to let the, the gallery, 10,000 people officially, uh, following, the, following the last hole, the last group up the 18th fairway. It's tough terrain. The problem is Phil hit it way over to the left, right up against the ropes. And when he hit his second shot out of that left rough, they lost the left flank. That, that left rope line just got – you put all the marshals and everybody else you could were back there in the fairway to keep the crowd from behind, and they were maintaining that line, but they lost the left rope line. And they were coming in front of everybody else, and then it was complete chaos. Yeah, then after Brooks hit his shot, um, he was completely – 
he, he got lost by the crowd. Um, I think it's a great visual. I, I think you know they've done it at the Tour Championship. Um, you know the crowd following the last golfers up the 18th hole. I think it it looks amazing, but you have to do a better job. And I think the PGA of America came out and said that we have to do a better job of of controlling that crowd um, because the worst thing could have happened. You already have Brooks on a bum knee. He gets knocked over. You said he got bumped a couple of times and you know hit the bag with his knee. So you certainly don't want any injuries to the golfers. You don't want any injuries to the fans. So I think the PGA of America learned a lesson and we'll we'll do a better job controlling the crowd moving forward but i think you know we're in the entertainment business and it is incredible entertaining to see that unfold um as your championship closes so hopefully they'll find a way to to make it work in the future what do you think mike well i just i caught a little bit of it but it looked like one guy almost strangled phil uh hugging his neck that was oh, I did see that, yeah. that was, was right after his shot yeah they got a guy came right up to him right after his shot yeah and it startled phil and it's and it's like what's going on i mean it's what one thing crap? to be slapped on the back and say congratulations but i mean he had a, like almost in a headlock so it uh yeah they need to control but it always happened at the british open too i mean you remember the old scene of arnie stumbling through the crowd at the as yeah, he, as he parted. Don't the, uh, don't last tell edge. Twitter it happened at the at the extraordinarily British Open. They they're like, oh no, it never happens over there. They're too dignified over there. Are you watching? Right, you could pull up a video of the, Arnie stumbling out of the crowd. The only difference over there is they're too cold to take their hands out of their pockets. <laughs> uh, Derek Thomas, what did you think of the the way that finished with the crowd? It was a little. A little crazy, uh, yeah. And, and I was the guy that right after Phil hit uh, hit that shot. Yeah, uh, Mike was talking about the guy that grabbed around Phil, which was wildly inappropriate. Luckily, there was a security guard there, a police officer, to kind of immediately grab him. And because ninety nine percent of the people are going to be fine, but we have to worry about that one percent that you know maybe had a beer or two too many. Uh, maybe it's their first time on a golf course. Folks like that, you. As I said, 99% of people are going to be fine. We have to worry about that extra 1% that isn't. Yeah. So uh, I looked ahead at all the future sites. I don't have it in front of me right now. But next year they're going to play at Southern Hills. Can't do it at Southern Hills. Uh, The 18th green is elevated. There's no reason to be. 60 yards short of the green in the middle of the fairway is the worst place to see. So you're not going to do it. Uh, The one after that, I think they're going to Oakland Hill. Not Oakland Hills. They're going to Oak Hill. Same problem. Uh, it, it's not until until 27, uh, the future sites. It's every, everywhere's got an elevated 18th green until 27, and it's the course that, uh, that uh, Hans is doing in Frisco, Texas. We don't know what that 18th green is going to look like, but all the way up for the next handful of years, and then once you get past that one, the next few after that, there's no reason to be 60 yards short of the green in the 18th fairway. So it's just not going to come up again at the PGA Championship. So it's not like we're going to see an immediate knee jerk next year at Southern Hills. They're not going to do it. I, I can't imagine why they would do it. If they do it, here's a little you know, tip for you: yeah, don't, don't go the out there because <laughs> you're not going to be able to see anything. Well, they'll probably you'll keep be them, staring into a hill, right? They'll probably keep them further back from the players before they let them get closer. Yeah, or some kind of. Yeah. Uh, all right. Before we step aside here and put a bow on this PGA Championship, uh, there was one more little incident that came out uh, days afterwards. Now, this was an interview from Friday. I thought it was Sunday. Uh, Some tape leaked. Brooks Kepka 
trying to answer a Todd Lewis question from the Golf Channel. He rolls his eyes because Bryson is talking to a guy of his, and Brooks was talking about putting, and Bryson was talking about putting, and it seemed like Bryson was talking to Brooks while he's got his metal spikes on. He's tromping on the cart path. Uh, You decide what you think Brooks was responding to. He was clearly annoyed by Bryson just by his presence. Uh, Here's where this got out, because the person I was the most worried about was Todd Lewis. Todd Lewis, who's doing the interview, can't have this get out. He's got a tremendous amount of trust out there. This can't get out. Uh, Did some more research. This was not a leak from the TV truck. This was not a leak from the Golf Channel or from Todd Lewis. This is a guy that can hack into the satellite feeds because he's done it before. He has leaked backhaul footage before on his Twitter page. Uh, now, now, maybe there's an insider giving him the coordinates or whatever it is, but he can get. And so when they tell you, I'm telling you guys, treat everything you're saying into this microphone, even in the commercial breaks, as if it's on the air. That's an old adage in radio. Well, it goes for TV, too. So I'm glad that Brooks was never going to blame Todd Lewis. But the whole point is it spurs this, gi- it spurs this gigantic feud now between Brooks and Bryson. Or, Ali Dean, is it a gigantic feud? Is this whole thing a work so they can earn the bonus social media money? Could be an angle. Could be an angle. At the end of the day, there's there's millions of reasons to get um, a lot of publicity. And this isn't the first time that the Bryson-Brooks feud has come up. They've been very entertaining on social media for a long time. Um, so the question is, is the is the feud real or is it made up or is it being blown out of proportion? I, I kind of go to the third. I think there's probably some, some irritation between the two. I, I don't think they're probably going to dinner a lot. But at the end of the day, they're also not going out in the parking lot and fighting after school either. Mike Riley, what do you think? Brooks and Bryson, they hate each other? One of them called you, told you that? Oh, I, I think there's some dislike there, yes. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, especially with the comments about slow play and just trying to pick a club and hit a shot. And we know that Bryson likes to figure everything out and uh, a lot more than other people. So, I mean, if, you, if you're playing with them, that would probably get under your skin. And so it seems like that was probably the start of it. Or, and it's just continued. Derek Thomas, is this a reality show we're watching, or do they really not like each other? No, to, to echo what, what uh, Mike and Ollie just said, yeah, I don't think they like each other. Uh, but at a certain point, I'm, I'm sure they respect each other. But th- that was a genuine reaction from, uh, from Brooks in that, in that clip. He was clearly, genuinely uh, upset by, Brooks walking, or, uh, by Bryson walking by, and that doesn't just happen because... He happened to be walking by. It's because I have a history of this guy, and he annoys the hell out of me. So I think there's something there. Yeah, I certainly think annoyance is definitely a term that could be used with a lot of credibility. I think if you go beyond that, it's just conjecture. But but you're absolutely right, Derek. The, the level of annoyance of that man walking by was absolutely comical, and that's why it's been reshared millions and millions of times. And now it's been pulled. Yeah, but well, I've already used it as a meme with my friends and okay. like, yeah, it's, it's, it's everywhere. I used it myself. <laughs> All right, we'll come back to this because that page turned again with an announcement from our colleagues over at Turner Sports with the next match. And Brooks is not involved in the match, but there is still room for him to be, and I'll tell you how. But we're going to find Neil Freeman because we're here at Fairway Social. This is our debut over here. It's our home away from home. Mike Riley designed us a putting course that we're going to honestly – People are going to get mad at us because I don't think we're leaving that putting course. We're playing through. 
It's our turn. Move. Winners, winners stay. Is that I gotta how it works? Some, I got to win some lunches back. He so. built me a putting a putting course, and I'm using it. <laughs> well, now he told you what the course record was. So you don't think I'm going to leave here until I shoot five under par on that thing? Yeah, you know, I'll call the wife and tell her you won't be home. Yeah, for a while. So they're out of town, so I've got all day. Get to work, at BK. Fairway Social. Now we do have a 12:30 green flag in Indianapolis, so uh, I don't have all day, but I'm a good putter. So we'll, you know, we'll work on it. Uh, we'll get Neil Freeman, who's, who's just wandered off. They're still doing some construction in some of the spots upstairs. But Fairway Social is open right now. Come here now. You come here. They got TVs. They got food. The golf will be on. The racing will be on. Uh, I see simulators. They got simulators. I don't even know how they have football games on. They got football games on. Where do they get the football games There's from? There's a spring league now. There's a spring league. Neil Friedman is going to join us when we come back. It is the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. And now it's time for Who's Driving? Brought to you by Ray Judice. If you're facing DUI charges, you need a DUI lawyer who will step up to the T for you. Call Ray Cell at 404-964-4185 to schedule an appointment. Well, it's always Tiger or Bryson who's driving. It's always Tiger or Bryson. That's what Derek Thomas says. It's always Tiger or Bryson. Take your pick. Take your pick. In this case, we'll go with the Tiger update. A couple of quotes to Golf Digest. He has a relationship with Golf Digest. He's on their teaching staff. Uh, so they basically paid to get get his uh, get his thoughts from time to time. Not a bad gig if you can get it. No, it's a pretty good gig. Uh, story written, and it's got three quotes from Tiger in there. Uh, quote, this has been an entirely different animal. I, ne- I understand more of the rehab process because of my past injuries, but this was more painful than anything I've ever experienced the uh, the money quote from Tiger, as he was pictured earlier this week. Took a picture with a young lady that's been battling cancer, not cancer, and he's on the uh, he's on crutches, right leg in some sort of a sleeve. Feels like his shoulders look pretty stacked though, so he was happy about that. Yes, that's what he gave a quote about that. And apparently, uh, some of the guys that have been to visit him, he has been working out so a lot of upper body work because he can lay on a bench and his his right leg doesn't have to do anything yeah the other quote that stuck out to me was he talked about you know walking on his own is his number one priority right now um and i certainly don't want to you know have any sort of conjecture about what he's gone through but i know when i had you know my motorcycle accident and shattered my pelvis and broke my hip and was laid up and and didn't know um you know if i was going to be able to walk on my own again um or always have a limp um it's amazing how your priorities change when you go through something like that so so that quote hit a little close to home and obviously wish him the best in his recovery and and i'm sure he's doing everything that he can through 
through rehab to, to be, number one, active for his family again, and that's probably the most important thing to him right now. And that's Who's Driving, brought to you by Ray Judice. Yeah, you were up and down these steps very easily, which means Tiger's going to, going to win the Masters in April. By five shots. That's what that means. <laughs> so, I mean, if you can do the steps, you had a, you know, you got hurt, and you can do the steps. He got hurt. That means he can win the Masters. He can, I but I'll, I'll take the field again. <laughs> You'll take the field again. <laughs> it's, the comparisons, the, it's the most frustrating part about any golf or even sports injury story is the trove of phone calls you get. Folks just trying to do their best. You know, my uncle had that in configure, cut up, fire, worked it. You know, he made float 97 mile an hour now it's not the same oh yeah I, I remember being at home once i got released from the hospital and uh having the news that i'm not going to be able to put any weight on my lower body for three months and uh well wishers called oh you'll be fine you know my granddad had that he was playing golf in two weeks i'm like i don't think it's the same injury pretty sure it was a little different pretty sure i'm going through something a little unique to that yeah so all the best to uh tiger we're here at fairway social the uh, the brainchild of Neil Freeman. This guy just comes up with one good idea after another. Uh, Mike Riley is with us as well. Derek Thomas is not here because he doesn't get to go anywhere cool. He's back at the uh, back at the shop. I don't know. I think the offices are pretty cool at the battery. Yeah, it's nice at the battery. It's fine but, here, but we don't have a golf simulator. No, no simulators, no putting course. Or the best outdoor artificial putting green that I have ever putted on. No kitchen. No beverages. Neil Freeman, thank you for the hospitality. Oh, thank you, Brian. This is great. Grand opening week. How's it going? Well, we're just glad to be here in, in downtown Alpharetta. And uh, it, we, uh, of all the locations we could pick, we, we thought this was a great city for demographics. And uh, it's in a great state of Georgia. We're the home of the best golf course in, in the world. Uh, that, and and by the way, you can you can sample some of that on the uh, on the putting course. Now it's just a putting course. Uh, let's talk about what yeah. what the the crux of Fairway Social is. Simulators. It's not just golf simulators. Great great food also, but uh, simulators. You can come in here. You can work on your game. You can come in here have fun. How do you describe it? Yeah. Well, I it, we call it entertainment. Entertainment. In that uh, entertainment. entertainment, that we get the benefit Sounds of like the Larry full the Cable guy <laughs> trademark that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. entertainment. Uh, the, the benefit of a full full menu of great food, and then we I, we do. I've tried everything on the menu; it's fantastic, and look forward to, to sharing that with you. Uh, of course, the great cold adult beverages, but uh, what what kind of sets apart is we we, we committed to eleven sports simulators. Uh, Hundred, uh, we we tried them all out, and there are some great simulators out companies out there. Uh, but we just thought, we thought that full swing was the best as far as related to the graphics for the commercial application. So we went with those, and so they are at full swing simulators, and they can do 12 additional sports in, in, on top of the 104 golf courses that you can play. Uh, they are the best golf courses in the world, uh, and you can play them for whatever tees you want to play from. Uh, we've been playing from the blue tees, and we realize we probably need to play play from the white uh, pretty quickly, but that's okay. We can make and and also you can if you just want to play the front nine, the back nine. Uh, if you can customize, like if you don't want to grind through all the first fifteen holes of sawgrass, you can play sixteen, seventeen, eighteen for the next two hours uh, if you want to. But you, we wanted something you could customize your experience. The consumer wants you know they love the technology, they love the ability to to craft their own experience, to record it and share it with their friends. And we want to, uh, we, we did this because we wanted to create shared experiences that, that would bring families together to create lifetime memories. And uh, and, it, and it looks like after the first week, that's what's happening. So exciting. Uh, we, we, did, we did all this pre-COVID, 
we didn't think about the, the growth of golf being exploding. Uh, when we came up with the idea, it was like people were short on time. So that was simulators kind of he- would help on that. It's not weather dependent, would help on that. But uh, and, and then we, but we also wanted we wanted to have something not only inside but also outside. That's why we did the nine hole putting course, and uh, mm. and it wasn't it wasn't hard to decide to go with Southwest Greens and Michael Riley Design because of their their, their resume and the great pedigree that they have. I, I've told Ollie about one of the funny portions of our conversation. We started talking. I, I, Putting courses are close to my heart, and uh, and I was I, I needed a moment in our meeting. I needed because I had some opinions. I needed you had to. We're going to get some visual aids out, and you said, "Well, Mike Riley's going to design it." And that was the end of that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were yeah. done. Oh, never mind. And, and, <laughs> Called and, in the wolf. <laughs> and I thought I would be just like a golf course design that that I would get the original design and maybe one or two visits. And I look out there, and he's on his knees making sure that the break breaks the way it wants to do that rolling that soccer ball to make sure that it's it could you can make a hole in one of it but you got to work hard for it so I, i'm just grateful and impressed with the, the the amount of attention to detail that he, he shared with us yeah uh mike you can't you can't i mean i guess you can do it again but theoretically you're doing this once when you're doing a uh a putting course like this with turf. It's, it's cement and turf. It's not dirt and grass. Exactly, yeah. You're trying to get it right the first time. So, yeah, that's why we're out there checking grades, checking grades, checking grades, rolling soccer ball around just to kind of simulate what the putt would do. And, you know, we kept, I mean, I would try it 20 times, you know, until I got it right trying to make the the putt and hit the cup. Um, and then we knew that we had it. Once, once we could do that, I could do it the, the proper speed and the proper line so but yeah it's all done by hand uh, instead of using big equipment we're using hand shovels and little little utensils to uh make all the forms and features and even the our stack sod bunker on 14 it's the world's mm-hmm. smallest stack sod bunker the smallest, yeah. <laughs> yeah and i found it this morning yes ollie hit it right in there <laughs> gotta go backwards gotta no no backwards. i was able to oh, turn really? the putter and oh. pop it out oh, so. he well. chipped it with the back of his putter well played yeah i mean we're well, i find myself in strange locations on golf courses so creativity comes <laughs> i was in. gonna say it wasn't your first time trying yeah. that shot he hit it in the church pews we get church pews yes. on number one he hit it in the church pews on the first hole yeah. Uh, I don't know what number he made, but we got to – this is the same moment. You don't see this on big golf courses very often, but we just looked at each other. You want to start over? Yeah, let's start over. <laughs> I watched a two handicap make a seven once he got in the church pews. Yeah. You, you don't want to go there. You don't want to. Uh, hole 10. Yeah, you got to take – you got to look at your unplayable lie options. Yep. You know, two club lengths <laughs> goes a long way on a putting course. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Relief area, you could just about hole it. <laughs> But uh, Neil Freeman, our guest, Mike Riley sitting in with us. We're sitting at, uh, at Fairway Social, brand-new facility here in Alpharetta. You talked about all the simulators. Brian Harper called me this morning and said, we're open today. Yeah. Now, there's going to be a membership component to this, but it's never going to be a members-only facility. This is, it, we are open. You can come here for lunch, come here for dinner, come here right now. Open. Absolutely. And uh, we, we, we purposely did that. This, we are for the masses, and we and we are we do hope that we can grow the game, and that uh, people that have never been exposed to golf can come out here and and, and not being intimidated, uh, can give it a try. Watched a a lady, but uh, just grateful to be with her family, and she'd never played golf. Uh, I, 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 another gentleman with his with his daughter, uh, who did soccer, 
uh, and so he did soccer first, but he said, I want to try golf. And so he got out there, and he played the first four holes of Pebble Beach, and he looked like we, golf got a new customer. There you go. Yeah. And that's the thing that I was impressed with is the fact that you talked about the non-intimidation factor. Mm-hmm. If you're a golfer, you have to come out and see this place yeah. because it just speaks to everything that golfers love. But, you know, sometimes golfers have non-golfing friends and non-golfing family members. Yeah. There's enough other things to do. I mean, Brian made a penalty kick in one of the simulators yeah. this morning. I, I got to touch a rugby ball for the first time. I've never done that. So it seems like there's something for everyone here. Yeah, um, absolutely. Which I think will help people come out and expose the game. Yeah, if I could share just one, one story my, my, my father-in-law, who's had some shoulder in- injuries, loves game of golf, but hadn't been able to play for seven years because of shoulder injury because he said, I can't commit to at least even nine holes. But he came out here and he got to play what I call a modified alternate shot. He he hit one of every four balls where his son, who hasn't played, he hadn't played within seven years, they played, they played about four holes at St. Andrews of alternate shot. Uh, and to me, that was heartwarming that, that they finally had that time together. Even, you know, that he wouldn't be able to do out on a golf course because he wouldn't, you know, there's no way he could commit to play other than a few swings. Now, it seems like this place would be ripe for corporate functions as well. We are totally geared for that. We can handle as, as small as five and up to uh, uh, as much as 500, maybe even more. Um, so we've got uh, a rooftop patio. We could put you out on the putting course. We've got a breezeway. We've got outdoor patio. Uh, the place we're in right now can seat about 85 people. So, yeah, we, we're we're looking if you're a corporation come see us gotta love it neil freeman with us next week we're going to talk about crow golf which is out there in the breezeway because uh, we are going to be here the next three weeks you said you'd sampled everything on the menu have you played every sport in the simulator because there's home run derby uh, there's I, there's balls i don't even know what what sport they go to there's dodge balls well what do we what, have you played everything uh, i actually have not because we and we've been doing it we've been playing with our toys for about two weeks now and we there's so much technology that uh, yeah, I didn't know you could kick a field goal off an aircraft carrier with an alien defending it. I mean, it's just you, you, you can literally create your own experience. Uh, we keep trying to get them all. Uh, Vince Carter was here the other day. We got one game I didn't even know we had. He's, he's breaking out windows in an alley with his uh, with a seven iron uh, working on loft angle and controlling his cl- club, you know, his cl- launch angles. And nice. it was, a, you know, so. Something should only be done here highly recommend yes that's a great this is a great place to do that the actual windows not as good a place not a great place could be the only place to do yeah, that yeah. yeah please do that on a simulator it's not a real glass yeah there's, there's, they had that famous tiger commercial where he did that yeah um, and had to do it in one take bringing the big break glass breaking back yeah, yeah. that's it's a good idea but you can i mean you can see it was amazing how he was helping his golf game uh, of l- working the different angles yeah. Uh, launching. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that he's hanging around here. Uh, Stuart Sink has got the Fairway Social logo and has won now twice with it. So I think that's going very well. Yes. Uh, well, we, 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 we couldn't have picked a better brand ambassador than Stuart Sink. Number one, everybody on the tour loves him. Amazing integrity. Uh, graduate of Georgia Tech. Uh, uh, lives in Atlanta. Won a major. Still relevant. But, and, uh, but most importantly, just an amazing fella, an amazing human being. Uh, and, and what we did know was he's a world champion uh, barbecuer. Yes. So he loved the social uh, eater, entertainment element of it and has actually given us some of his uh, tips on, on his barbecuing. And so we apply. So on our menu, we have Stu's Q's that you can get his special deviled eggs and his special pork. The recipes that he recommended. So he and Chad Parker from down at East Lake, and you know what the name of their competitive barbecue team is? I do not. Chad Parker's director. It's, it's of, now he's the president at East Lake. Uh, 
Two guys that played golf their entire life. Q School. Yeah, that's, that's, it's a, it's that's a, good, a name. good name. It is yeah. a good barbecue name. That's the name of the competitive. I didn't know that you needed a name for your competitive barbecue team. I wasn't sure that we had competitive barbecue teams, but they do it, and they named it, and that's what they called it. Yeah, it's big business. I had a buddy of mine that won a world championship at Memphis in May. So. How about that? Yeah. But I, I, you need to try our pork sandwich and, and, and the stews cues. It, it's highly recommended. So you're following their recipe for your pork sandwich? Uh, he's he's kind of helped giving us guidance. Our, our chef has got two. Stewart's gave him the license to kind of have some fun with it uh, and to make it better. And Stewart's giving it the blessing. So I truly recommend everything that's got the Who would have thought Stewart Sink comes over to Fairway Social. He's hanging out in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about the simulators. He's not out back on the putting course. He's over there in the kitchen talking about barbecued pork. Yeah. That's uh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, Neil, feel free to hang out with okay, us. We're going to tell about the, here. the other development in the world of golf this week, the announcement of the next match. We'll tell you who's in it, and most importantly, who's not in it. We're live. But, but where does Brooks fit in? I've got the perfect role for him. We'll talk about that next. Live at Fairway Social, it's the Golf Show on the Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. Two of Atlanta's best golf experts right here on Atlanta's Golf Station. Now more of The Golf Show with Brian Katrick and Mike Paul. Presented by Mizuno, Atlanta's hometown premium performance sports brand. On Atlanta's Sports Station, The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. All right, we're live at Fairway Social. Alpharetta, we're in the... uh, What's the what's that building? What is this? We're in the tea room. Well, I know we're in the tea room. The Maxwell. The Maxwell, right next to the historic Maxwell. Mike Riley is sitting in. Uh, you know his works, among his many works, helped uh, help rework over there at uh, at Rivermont. One Just of my favorite courses out, in Atlanta. Flat out genius work. Thank you so much. I saw that was Chris, a lot of fun to do. Yeah, saw Chris Cupid and his uh, his lovely wife Sabrina at. Uh, unfortunately, it was Lane Williams' funeral, but. Uh, but, I mean, Lane Williams is a larger-than-life character. And, uh, Chris is just a genius, and it was so smart for him to hire you and let you do what you did. Oh, just I love that place. Yeah, and the freedom he gave me out there was tremendous about wanting to do something completely different than the norm in Atlanta. Yes. So we joke that if everyone is going left, we're going right. If everybody's going up, we're going down. So uh, everything out there is is the opposite of what you typically see. Yeah, for those who haven't played it, you've got a Redan green. Yes. And you've also got a punch bowl green. Um, and I think they're the only two legitimate of those architecture designs in the city of Atlanta. Right. And we have, I mean, we have small greens. We have extremely large greens. We have t- 
tiny bunkers, big bunkers. I mean, it's always uh, something of interest on the hole. The contours on the greens are oh. what make the golf course. You went retro. The edges yes. got roughed up. It looks like a golf course from the turn of the century, the last century, the other one. Well, we all, Chris and I love that style anyway, and I grew up uh, in New Jersey at the foot of Somerset Hills, so I saw some of the best green complexes as a kid uh, going, so uh, grew up with that time frame. I worked at St. Andrews in Hastings-on-Hudson, New York, which is 1888, the uh, noted as their first golf course in America, um, so that kind of history, uh, we both fell in love with it, National Golf Links. We tried to incorporate everybody Rayner, McKinsey, uh, Ross, Tillinghast, all into little features of what they did on golf courses into Rivermont. Well, nobody loves the game more than Chris Cupid. Nobody, uh, very few have been better to the game than he has, and, and that's some great work that you did over there. Uh, we're, we're lucky to have him in our city. We're lucky to have him in our game. Uh, the match, two. This is this is right. So the second, the third. Well, I don't know, it's not even the match two. Well, how many matches is this now? It's third, third match. Derek Thomas. Any idea how many matches this is? He had Tiger versus Phil for the first one. Then it was Tiger and Manning against Brady. And but this, the, then it was Barkley. So this is the fourth. Yeah, Tiger didn't yeah. play in the fourth. third. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steph Curry was involved. So here's the, the new one. Is it's Bryson and Aaron Rodgers. Don't call me Brooksy. Taking f- taking on Phil. And Tom Brady. Phil and Brady lost to Tiger and Manning, so they get together again. Uh, Phil and, and Brady, one of them cheats. The other one is Phil. But they both have succeeded at a much older age. And so for the older guys that don't mind breaking a rule or six, uh, that's the team to root for. So where does Brooks fit in? Could you go get Brooks and go get Steph Curry and put a third team in? That's a pretty good idea. I got a better idea. All right. Give him a microphone. And by the way, I'll say this. I mean, I love the, 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 the Turner crew. I worked for him for a lot of years. I've told them this. It's an over-miked extravaganza right now. There's too many mics. All the players are mic'd. They've got way too many announcers. So here I am suggesting to add one more. But add one more. And by the way, it can just – it's Brooks. And the only thing I want out of him, just rip on Bryson the whole time. I don't need to hear how to hit a bunker shot. I don't need to hear how to turn the ball over from right to left on a par five. Just bag on Bryson for four hours, and you got my $19. Is that from him just sitting at home on the couch? He doesn't even have to be there. That's right. You can Skype him in. Put him on a Zoom call. See, I think in, instead of giving him a mic, just give him a keyboard and have him just type in things like those vines just to comment every once in a while. Because You can't tell if it's him, though. Yeah, that's a fair point. But. I mean, he's kind of dry. The beauty of Brooks is he's very dry, but when he zings somebody, especially Bryson, it's incredibly entertaining. Like like the the Powers gif after DeChambeau goes a little ballistic on the cameraman. Phil, he might take some shots at Phil, too. Phil came in with a tweet saying, hey, I feel like I'm in the middle of something, but they wanted the current PGA champion. Uh, I, I, that's his spot. Ollie Dean, well done. Mike Riley. Thank you so much to everybody here at Fairway Social and Alpharetta. That's the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM.
BassPark.com is your home for the fans' entire stable of original podcasts. If you're a true Atlanta sports fan, you need to stay connected to shows like Welcome to Madlanta, featuring Atlanta's rich history of sports legends. College football fans will love the Chuck Oliver Show podcast. Two hours of college football talk every day, all year. And baseball fans get to dive into Domino's archive of baseball legends on hardball. Subscribe to all these great shows and so many more anywhere you get your podcasts or stream them free 24-7 at thepodcastpark.com. Presented by Associated Credit Union. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.